Buenos dias from the Canary Islands. I just posted an uh, Instagram reel recently comparing Spain and Italy. Summer vibes edition. So I'm going to talk about my post. So obviously you should go to bold underscore perceptions and uh, follow the Instagram account. And you will see it quicker than you would hear it. So anyways... I've been, uh, just to give you a background, so you're, you know you're not talking to some dude that's been to Barcelona one time. I've been to Madrid, Barcelona, Seville, Valencia, Granada, Cordoba, Cadiz, Alicante, Murcia, Cartagena, Malaga, Mallorca, and Tenafri. I have lived in Italy for two years, hit about 50 different cities in that time span. And I'm going to compare the two countries relating to their summer vibes. So if you want to go on vacation, I think this would be great for you to see, or if you want to do the whole nomadic life like me, I can give you a very good idea of what you are getting into, especially when it comes to the Mediterranean summer. Okay, so Spain, obviously, number one, they have better beaches. There's no question about it. They actually have sand and, you know, it's good. In Italy, I didn't see much sand besides maybe the Adriatic coast near Rimini. And uh, on those beaches, it's basically sunbeds, the whole beach. You don't even see beach from, uh, from above. It's all sunbeds, you know, thousands and thousands of them. They have these little like uh, restaurant things that um, you go into and usually have to pay. So you have the sunbed and then you usually eat lunch there. Maybe they have a workout area, a hot tub, showers, changing rooms, which is really cool. I like that. It was really nice. I think uh, in Rimini, I went to this one all the time. They were super nice to me. They had good Wi-Fi. And uh, I think it was Cabana 23 or something like that uh, in Rimini. It's like a, a famous one. They've been around for a long time, and it was magnificent. But uh, yeah, Spain, 100% better beaches, more public beaches, so you don't need to rent to some bed. You can put your own umbrella down and just lay down. And like uh, the beaches I were talking about in Italy before, in Rimini, I would have to go to like this little tiny area if I wanted to do a public beach and miles upon miles of beaches were all with the sunbeds. It was crazy. So Spain has definitely the better beaches. Next up is better and cheaper drinks. Yeah, I think uh, Spain overall is way cheaper, of course. Um, sangria you got. You got great vino for cheap. Um, they make just as good as spritz in, as in uh, Italy. And uh, like I've just been walking around here and, you know, I've noticed you're getting, you know, good cocktails for like four euro. And I think that's pretty um, unheard of on the coast of uh, many places in Italy. You're paying at least eight euro. In tourist areas, like you're paying eight euro for a spritz, and to me, that's a you know federal crime. A spritz should be four euro, no more than five euro. And uh, yeah, but Spain definitely has, I think, better drinks. You know, they love the the Spanish cold beer as well. I'm not really a beer guy, but when I'm in Spain, I like to have a couple cold ones. You know, feel the cultural vibes and and uh, so forth. Spain has more friendly people. I put down this is interesting so as a tourist as a foreigner i definitely think spain treats people nicer you know whether you're in the convenience store or just saying hola amigo hola amiga buenos dias 
Um, I think a lot of Italians, it depends because there's so many different like cultures in Italy alone are more um, stuck up and think they're uh, pretty cool. But living in Italy, it was a different story. I met so many beautiful, amazing, awesome Italians that treated me like uh, like they were family with me. But like if I was just going somewhere all alone, didn't have any social circle, I would think the Spanish people are definitely nicer. And uh, yeah, so oh, my next thing is there's too many British people in Spain. Definitely in the summer, the, it's hard not to be surrounded by the British people, which I don't mind. I mean, they're, they're not terrible people, but obviously when they go on vacation, they just get drunk. You know, you got the stag parties, you got all that kind of stuff. And um, just debauchery for the most part but uh yeah most uh coastal cities you go into spain will be flooded with uh the british people okay next on the list uh terrible transportation in spain i think this is 100 percent compared to italy italy i take a train that's gonna be somewhat on time and in two hours i'm gonna be in venice from bologna for you know 10 euro spain a two-hour train ride is like 40 euro they have one or two rides during the day um taxis i think are more expensive than um italy i, I just think it's a total shit show they don't have no uber they have no bolt they have none of those kind of uh transportation things um not as many scooters either you know you got the lime and the bolts and all those little scooters that you can get around for you know quite cheap in many european cities but spain kind of hides them I think the taxi's got, uh, the taxi cartel has a big influence still here, but a lot of the places are spread out. It's, it's really crazy to me, like, uh, in Mallorca or where I'm at right now in the Canary Islands, like, you know, you gotta have a car almost or a Vespa to, to get around. Unlike Italy, where a lot of the beach cities are super walkable. And then obviously I'll hop on a train and go, to my next place in 30 minutes and it'll be on time and just the overall um transportation to get places in italy is far far better yeah regarding this transportation topic uh, especially in spain use blah blah car it is amazing i was going from like uh i think malaga to granada for 10 euro instead of like a 40 euro train ride also, you can uh, mess around with the, the buses, which aren't terrible. I use that a few times, but for the most part, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of uh, Spain's uh, way it's laid out, really. I feel like I almost need a car here or I have to be in an area that has, you know, all my little markets and then I'm just stuck there. You know, the only way I'm going to be able to get to a cool other place nearby is take an extremely expensive taxi or... Do the blah blah car. Uh, many nice beach towns are overrun by tourists. Kind of goes back to the British point. In Valencia, all I saw was Dutch people. In Mallorca, all I saw was Danish people. Um, this Canary Islands, I've seen so many British people. Um, besides like Mercia, Cartagena, um, Alicante, I saw crap ton of Polish people. Um, besides those other cities that were more inland during the summer, which, I mean, it's way too hot to be inland. That's the only time I got, like, a really good, good dose of uh, Spanish culture and Spanish people. But other than that, in the summer, <coughs> in Spain, you're going to be dealing with lots and lots of uh, tourists. 
which is not bad, but with tourists comes ridiculous prices, um, parties nonstop, kind of like treating the area like shit. You don't get to like dive in and immerse yourself in the culture. So there's there's pros and cons. Obviously, you can meet people that can speak English and that want to have fun and party. And but um, I think there's just a lot of negatives being around a, a touristic type place. Ooh, the girls. Some of the sexiest girls I have ever seen have been in Spain. That is a fact. Um, it's like uh, the movies. When you think of a Spanish girl, you see a lot of those type of girls. Kind of the, the tanner skin, you know, dress really nice, taller, dark hair, have a little attitude, living life. Um, you definitely see a handful of those. But overall, I think um, a lot of Spanish girls are kind of, you know, okay. You know, they're, they're borderline. But the problem is a lot of... Uh, Spanish girls have been indoctrinated by this, uh, the feminism movement. Spain is like extremely feminist. So you see a lot of girls with, um, colored hair, shaved heads, tattoos everywhere. And, uh, some people like that, you know, which is great, but I don't. And, uh, so that is kind of, uh, a problem for the most part. I've hung out with many, I'd say more tourists in Spain when I've been, uh, traveling through here than uh spanish locals but the one the the couple of locals that i have met have been fantastic amazing beautiful and uh great so it's a give or take with that uh spain is definitely cheaper overall there's no question about it uh, i think uh italy especially the north they jack up the tourists actually everywhere like sicily they jacked up every price I think they're trying to get as much as they can from people. I think in Spain, you just have better deals overall. I don't know what it is, but uh, for drinks, for food, for accommodation, especially through like an Airbnb, you just have, uh, it's more affordable in, uh, in my opinion. Obviously, if you live in Italy, you can live like a local and it's you know way cheaper. But through my travels, I've noticed that Spain is definitely a more affordable destination. Uh, next thing, some places have fully sold out to the tourism devil. Many places you can't get any real culture. Goes back to the previous points. I definitely think the coast of Spain has been overran by tourism. I think uh, overall Spain's economy is shit. And uh, they make up for it a lot, especially like in the south, the islands. I mean, their whole economy is based on tourism when that happens, you know. Uh, it's kind of sad, to be honest with you, when uh, uh, an economy is a, just a tourism economy. You know, people come here, trash your place, treat it like shit. And, you know, you got to be their servants. And But, you know, they asked for it. You know, maybe it's the politicians, but they saw the money and... They saw their eyes get big with how much they can make and charge people, and and uh, they've gone full into it. So I think um, many of the places I've been in Spain have been overran with tourists, that's for sure. Okay, I'm going to uh, Italy. Italy has better beach cities, but terrible beaches, okay? So the beach cities here are like out of a movie. You know, you think of La Dolce Vita, you think of those uh, pastel-colored buildings, you think about... 
you know, communities on cliffs that have been there for thousands of years. I mean, that's what you get in Italy. Everything is walkable. It, uh, it really is a movie. You feel like you are in a movie when you are in Italy, but the beaches are terrible. Most of them are rocky, right? So you got to like put your towel on a big rock and lay down there and, you know, the water's not too bad. It's pretty, but, you know, there's not many like sandy beaches besides maybe the Adriatic coast or if you go uh, down to Sicily, there's some decent ones. But again, like Ortigia, which I really like, the ancient city of Syracuse down in the south, that had all rocks because it's like a basically a walled off, you know, island um mandelo beach but i mean that's a famous beach but the sand was like you know it was okay it wasn't uh, out of this world um but yeah italy overall i mean there's obviously places like sardinia and, and whatnot where they have decent beaches but the beaches suck you know the beach cities are the vibe you know you eat good food you drink good you have good views you know you know you're just chilling living la dolce vita but if you just want to lay on the beach uh definitely go to spain for that um, like I said before, sunbed hell. The beaches are lined with them. If you see any aerial photographies, photographs of uh, Rimini and that surrounding area on the Adriatic coast, you will literally see thousands upon thousands of sunbeds laid out covering all of the beach until there's water. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And I don't mind it. Um, you know, every once in a while I'll do a, a sunbed and I like it, but I, I want to be on the beach. I want to lay in the sand, you know, put my fingers through it, my feet and, and do that kind of thing. And in Italy, it's more, you know, sunbed, uh, type thing. Some people like it. I don't, Italy's got way better transportation. There's no question about it. Um, the trains are usually on time. They're cheap. Uh, they're smooth. Um, buses are pretty good on time. Sometimes they strike. They did a handful of times when I was living there. They, they, they tell you like days in advance, hey, we're, <laughs> we're only doing one bus on this route this day because we're striking and we need to get paid more. But uh, I mean, I think you pay like a euro and a half, two euro, and you can uh, ride the bus for like an hour, which is good. Flix bus um, is very prevalent in Italy where you can get pretty good deals on that uh, little bus. Sometimes they have Wi-Fi and it's not terrible. Flixbus isn't the, the worst and they're very good pricing. But just the cities are, you know, obviously they're ancient. Most of those cities are super old, so they were, weren't built for cars, meaning that they uh, are all walkable. And that is fantastic for me, especially um, not having a car or a Vespa. In Italy, you want to be able to walk around and, and so forth. So I really like Italy's... Um, beach cities i love every city but they're beach cities too because you know i can get around and move places and do things and not need a car or pay a taxi and and whatnot okay the next thing is better food but spain is close so yeah i uh love italian food i think it is probably the pinnacle of food um each region has their own dishes which is amazing so everywhere you go you can try something new it's like a religion in Italy, food, the way they prepare it and they put so much effort into it. And it's, it's like a, a movie. <laughs> they, they make like a, a film by the way they create and cook and produce and the experience of eating and um, be careful going to tourist traps. If you go to those little tourist restaurants and, you know, you get served... Uh, 
um, spaghetti with meatballs or some shit like that. Like, uh, you're not going to get the best of Italy. I'd go on Google Translate, try to find the local spots. You'll pay lesser and you'll eat better. But um, Italy's food, the flavor, just uh, the overall experience of someone cooking you and it's it's awesome i really do like it but spain is very close and i think spain's meat is 10 times better like i'll go to the corner store and you know get some slices of salami or you know all the meat they have here and it's just it's amazing in your mouth you know and then obviously the tapas you know the culture and all that kind of stuff spain has really good food but it's italy come on italy's got the best food i love it um Better overall vibes. You really do feel like you're in a movie in Italy. I've said it like 50 times, but it is the truth. Um, there's no place like it. There's, it's like a dream. You, you'll never uh, forget uh, Italia and La Dolce Vita. Can find many beach cities not overrun by tourists. So this is pretty interesting. Um, obviously, I went to um, Portofino, the Mafi Coast. Um, all over Sicily, uh, Venice, uh, Genoa, like massive um, tourism areas, right? And luckily, some of the times I went there, it was during COVID, so I didn't have to deal with as many. But there's so many places in Italy, and obviously the tourists do the main destinations, like I said before. So you still have plenty, plenty of beach cities that like the locals go to or that uh, the non-tourists go to. And when you get that vibe, I think it's just like a movie. I did a post on Instagram about my experience in uh, Positano, Positano, you know, the, um, the famous place in the Mafi Coast, and uh, relating it back to the talented Mr. Ripley and Dicky and his time in Italy, living La Dolce Vita, and that's what I was searching for because I watched that movie during uh, the first lockdown. And uh, I got there and, you know, I thought this was going to be a movie. I was with a pretty Italian girl, you know, the vibes were flowing, but it just didn't, I didn't feel, my expectations were way better, right? But I found that Dicky, Mr. Talented Ripley, Americano in Italy type vibe in different places like uh, Cesentico, which is by uh, Rimini, so beautiful. Leonardo da Vinci did designed the, the canal, um couple places down in uh, Sicily, like Ortigia. I don't know now if it's overran by tourism because the COVID's um, off, but I had an amazing experience with my Airbnb host, who was an old lady. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of cities that, uh, oh, La Spezia, so Porto Verne. So next to Chiquitera, there's this Porto Verne where all the locals go instead of uh, the Chiquitera, where everyone wants to see that, you know? And I had a fantastic time with some locals there. Um, there's been just a handful. Milano Maritima. Um, that's more, it's popular, but it's not really popular for Americans. And uh, so I just think there's so many places and opportunities in the summer, especially in Italy, to find, uh, you know, a good vibe that doesn't have crazy amount of tourists. Ooh, Monopoli in uh, the south of Italy was fantastic. And yeah, I think you can find that you're off the radar type spot and and get the full experience in Italy compared to a Spain. But overall vibes, girl, okay. Better food, better vibes, can find many beach cities. Girls, okay. The natural beauty is off the charts. 
the natural beauty is off the charts. But similar to Spain, lots of Italian girls have gone the extreme feminist route. So I think um, the Italian culture really promotes natural beauty. So not too much makeup, you know, fake asses, um, fake tits, that kind of stuff. It's more about uh, the natural. And you see a lot of very, very beautiful women um, in Italy. But like I said previously about Spain, especially in the north, a lot of girls have uh, gone down the, the feminist route and, you know, they're kind of like grunge looking hipster and uh, nose piercings everywhere and, you know, that kind of idea. And it's, uh, I don't like it. I really don't. But uh, some people do. And I think uh, for the most part, you'll find plenty of beautiful Italian girls and yeah, so the next thing is crazy tourist prices, for sure. Italy jacks up the price for the tourist. I mean, a lot of Italians are not, they're not making much money. In the north, maybe, in Lombardy-type region, but, I mean, 1,500 euros a month. I think that's a decent amount, but when tourism season comes, like, the prices are insane because after you know living there and seeing what locals pay for different things and what they charge you to go to like the mafia coast or places like that and you see the prices go up two three hundred percent you're like what uh a pizza is now 15 euro i mean that's seven euro what the fuck are you doing this is crazy right and uh so yeah i think uh you got to be very careful in that aspect obviously if you're going to mafia for a week you know it doesn't matter it's not like you're gonna break your bank account, you know, spending, eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, you know, that's your vacation. But if you want to live there, if you want to sustain this kind of travel lifestyle, you just got to be very careful with the the tourism prices, because they'll get you. I remember being in Sicily. I was in Catania, down in the south, and this dude, uh, I'm like, hey, I just want to get a local dish, you know, et cetera, et cetera. He's like, okay, I'll get you that, and I'm like, okay, you know, you know, where is it on the menu? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I'm just going to make it for you. I'm like, okay, whatever. I forgot what he made me, but it was pretty good. And uh, I'm like, okay, so what do I owe you? And he's like, uh, oh, just give me 20 euro. And I had pasta and some bread, right? And I, didn't, I, don't, I don't think I had a drink. And he, uh, I'm like, okay, get credit card. He's like, no, just give me some cash. You know what I mean? So like, especially down there too. Sicily was a clown show. A lot of good people, but you know, they're... Uh, different types of uh people for sure okay for the most part italy has kept its culture even in tourist places i think this is 100 percent true like even in florence you'll see many many tourists but you still feel like you're in florence you still feel like this this italian vibe and uh it's uh it's amazing florence is one of my favorite cities in the world but everywhere you go it's still Italy, right? I mean, if you're right in front of the Domo in Florence, obviously those places are, you know, tourist traps. And I remember eating at uh, a fish and chips place, a little British joint right in front of uh, the Domo when I first went there. That was funny. And uh, um, I just think they do a good job keeping their culture and like making uh, their tourism in like one area, right? And they, they don't let it infect really everything around them. Unlike Spain. I think Spain, um, they just said, fuck it. And we're, <laughs> we're going to make as much money as possible. And we don't really care about our culture. And it is what it is. And again, I haven't been to as many places in Spain as I have in Italy. 
So maybe the 15 or so places I've been in Spain, every single one of them wasn't uh, the small places I've been to in Italy like I was referring to before. But from what I've seen, compared to Italy, even in Italy's touristic spots, Spain is sold out, you know, crazy amount. I mean, it's 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 quite sad. It almost reminds me of Mexico, because I was in Mexico for a long time. And that, uh, you know, condos, 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 all these American restaurants, um, you know, designated tourism type areas where that's all jewelry stores everywhere, shitty jewelry that they're trying to upsell. Um, beggars or not beggars, but people that beggars too, people that come up to you and try to sell you shit. It's similar to like to, to Mexico, you know, and the good thing about these people that sell stuff here, they don't harass you in Mexico, Mexico, they'll harass you. And uh, here they don't do it, but there's just as many here as there are in, in Mexico, sadly. Okay. If you want to go on vacation, you go to Spain. Like I said before, if you want to sit in a resort, lay in the beach, you know, live pretty good, drink uh, for pretty cheap, eat good food, you go to Spain. There's no question about it. Um, if you want to get the full experience, you got to go to Italy. Italy, I believe, will change everyone's life if you go experience and see. And I mean, it's thousands and thousands of years of, of history and the amount of important people that have been there, that have uh, went there, that have been inspired by there. It's uh, truly, truly breathtaking when you are roaming the, the streets of uh, the canals of Venice or you're, you know, on the, the riverbed in, in Florence and, uh, you know, Roma, you have all that shit there. And there's just no place like Italy, like even taking the train, you're just like, damn, this is freaking cool. Right. And sadly, I think that wears off on you once you live there and then. I, uh, like last year, I left um, for a month to go to Spain before I came back. And I was so bored of Italy. I was like, I can get the hell out of here. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've done it. I'm sick of these people. You know, get me out of here. And I went to Spain after like a month. And I came back to Italy. I'm like, oh, I've seen it again. Like when I first felt that La Dolce Vita, when I saw the countryside on the train, you know, when I ate the uh, pasta ragu and the tortellini, like it was just... Uh, it was amazing. So Italy, you got to see it. If you live there, I think you need breaks from it to appreciate it. But um, I'd recommend anyone for sure to go to Italy before Spain. If you want the full experience. Okay, I got some extra things for you. This is all my Instagram. So you guys need to go check this out at bold underscore perceptions. Okay, don't go inland in both. Stay by the water. It is way too hot in the summer. Obviously, if you want to go see Florence and Rome and uh, Milano and uh, Bologna and those kind of cities, um, yeah, go in there and, and check it out. But it's it's hot. It's very hot. Same with Spain, like Cordoba and Granada. When I went in the summer, Seville, Sevilla, whatever, Madrid, um, it's just hot as hell. They have like tarps, you know, in the city center. So it kind of gives you shade. But if you don't have a pool in your hotel or Airbnb... It's miserable. Um, I did a couple different places, and uh, you know I can handle some heat because I'm really interested in culture, and there's a lot of things I want to see in those cities. But uh, I just think you're setting yourself up for uh, a shit show if you go anywhere inland in the summer in Italy or Spain. I remember my apartment in Bologna was just so hot in the summer. Like I had to have a fan like on my face. 
it was it was terrible. It was really brutal. Luckily in Bologna they have uh, a bunch of walkways that have uh, like shade, right? I forgot what they're called, but they have like the most in the world just in the city. It's really interesting. And uh, a lot of these, you know, European cities that are inland try to do similar things to that, but they don't have AC. Not many people have air conditioning and uh, the fan can only do so much. So just be uh, ready if you're going to go in the summer. It's going to get hot, hot. Okay, next thing, get a local SIM card, 100%. So right now I'm in the Canary Islands and my mother is going to be with me for three weeks. And I told her, get a local SIM card. But she decided to go to Verizon and say, hey, here's what I'm doing. Verizon said, okay, for $100, we'll give you five gigabytes foreign for the month. I mean, what criminals? It's just, it's sick to me. Me, on the other hand, I came here, went to this phone market. I paid 10 euro. I got a SIM card and 40 gigabytes, which is basically unlimited for me, for 10 euro. And uh, that's what you got to do when you go to these foreign countries. For the most part, you just bring your passport or an ID, pay, uh, pay for the SIM card, pay for the monthly plan, and it's done after. And like Italy, I paid $9.99 for unlimited data. I could hotspot everything, my laptops. I had Wi-Fi at the apartment, but it was crazy. $9.99 for unlimited data. That's why I think what they're doing in the USA is totally, totally criminal. So get your local SIM card. Go to um, any sort of phone market, Vodafone. Orange is okay, some places. Um, Iliad is what I had in uh, Italy. Uh, do that, you know, obviously you have your phone unlocked. If you don't have your phone paid off or whatnot, then it might be an issue to switch SIM cards. But that's the way to go. Do not do a foreign da data plan or whatever horseshit they try to sell you. Okay, next thing. Hotels can be way cheaper than Airbnb. This is true. A lot of cities in Europe are starting to ban Airbnb because it's outpriced many of the locals. I have a friend in Barcelona who can't find any sort of accommodation. She's a local for anything reasonable because everyone's coming, come, came there, did uh, Airbnb monthly rentals. So all the locals jack up their prices to like 1,500 euros. And the people from New York are like, oh my God, this is the biggest deal ever when that place should be like 500 euro. So obviously you can look on Airbnb. Sometimes you can find some, some good deals and... You know, I'm not saying I, I don't still use it for sure, you know, if I find something. And it's really good to first go to a place, especially we're going to stay there for a longer uh, amount of time because you're guaranteed somewhere to stay, right? And it's safe and you have a month and, you know, then you can go on the ground and make deals yourself, which is what I recommend. You see, say, rent the signs or rent signs and you just talk to people like, hey, do you know anyone that's renting? Obviously, that's more dangerous. But when you risk, you get a reward. So I think hotels are actually a pretty good deal now in Europe. <coughs> for example, in Italy, I stayed in some really good hotels for like 20 euro. You know, and you get breakfast included and um, they do stuff like that. So Priceline Express deals is what I use when it comes to hotels, you know, last minute which I like to book stuff last minute. Usually you get deals and I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't like planning out too far in the future. So use that, check hotel prices, and then hostels, of course. You got to use hostels in Europe to get the experience if you've never done it. Um, I don't do it all the time because I like my own privacy. I like to walk around naked. You know, I can't really do that in the hostel. And uh, But they're really good when you get lonely on the road, especially if you're solo traveling, right? 
they meet just characters. You know, they could be 50, they could be, you know, just started traveling, they're 16. I mean, just so many different walks of life from different nationalities and people. And there's always something going on. They always have events. They bring you in, they try to invite you. And it's cheap, you know? And for the most part, I've only had one bad experience in the hostel is when I got punched in the face when I was in Paris. It was the first time I stayed in the hostel. I guess I was snoring too loud and some dude had to run a marathon the next day. And uh, other than that, I do snore and I've had no problems um, in the hostels. You know, people put in like the, the AirPods or the earplugs and, you know, everything is good. And I definitely recommend switch it up, do some hostile stuff just for the experience, and then you'll save, you know, 75%. Okay. Speak a little of the language and the locals will smile. This is for sure true. You know, just buenos dias, hola amiga, hola amigo. Um, ciao bella, ciao bello, grazie, gracias, like that kind of stuff. And they just, they appreciate it for sure. You know, that you come there and... You're interested in their culture, right? You're not just a freaking... Oh, damn, that's loud. You're not just a freaking, you know, person that comes there and treats it like it's Disneyland and throws everything everywhere, gets drunk, and leaves, you know? So if you show them a little respect, I think it goes a long way. But you need to be firm with everyone because for the most part, they look at you as a dollar and how much they can get out of you. For sure not as bad as like a Mexico or Brazil, but um, you know, they deal with tourism probably their whole life. They've been working in an industry and they see how fickle these relationships are and you know, you come there, you do your thing and you know, and they get what they want from it. So you just need to put your foot down and a lot of them take advantage, especially of the Americans. The Americans are way too nice, don't like confrontation. Don't like uh, to say it how it is necessarily and, you know, smiley and giggly and high-pitched voice. And uh, they love that because they, they'll get you for, for a lot. And I just, you just put your foot down. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And if anything, they're going to respect you. They're not going to not like you. They're going to be like, oh, shit, you know, he's not a goofball. He's, uh, he's actually a man that has, um, you know, stick to, stick to his guns and is not going to get scammed by me. So put your foot down and, uh, yeah. Other than that, I think I hit on most of the points. If you have any questions or you need advice, I do consultation now. So you can message me on Bold Perceptions and we can set it up. But uh, overall, I'm telling you, get to the Mediterranean in the summer. Do it before you die. It's an experience. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a vibe. People have been doing it for thousands of years. And uh, it's, it's amazing. I love it very, very much. Again, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm doing travel vlogs, a bunch of stuff on there, pumping out the content the next six months. And uh, yeah, have a great day and make sure to live bold. Ciao.